This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, July 4th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Psychedelics Reopen the Social Reward Learning Critical Period, is in nature. This study demonstrates in mice that the ability to reopen social reward learning critical period is a shared property across psychedelic drugs. Notably, the time course of critical period reopening is proportional to the duration of acute subjective effects reported in humans. The ability to reinstate social reward learning in adulthood is paralleled by metaplastic restoration of oxytocin-mediated long-term depression in the nucleus accumbens. Next is a study titled Prevalence and Clinical Impact of Alcohol Withdrawal Syndrome in Alcohol-Associated Hepatitis and the Potential Role of Prophylaxis in E-Clinical Medicine. This multinational retrospective cohort study investigated the impact of alcohol withdrawal syndrome on patients with alcoholic hepatitis, lower platelet levels, and past history of alcohol withdrawal syndrome, or AWS, was associated with higher rates of alcohol withdrawal syndrome while affording universal AWS prophylaxis demonstrated improved outcomes. These findings highlight the increased burden of AWS on patients with alcoholic hepatitis. A new study in International Journal of Drug Policy is titled Framing Harm Reduction as Part of an Integrated Approach to Reduce Drug Overdose. This nine-group randomized experiment tested how factual and narrative messages describing programs integrating harm reduction and other services to reduce overdose influenced respondents' attitudes about harm reduction. 54% of respondents reported that an integrated approach, including harm reduction, addiction treatment, and other services, is effective at reducing overdose. Messages depicting either standalone harm reduction or integrated programs lowered respondents' willingness to have a harm reduction program in their neighborhood, particularly when the messages depicted a black person versus a white person benefiting from harm reduction. Next, we have a study in PLUS One titled Perceived Threat and Fear Responses to E-Cigarette Warning Label Messages. The study evaluated response in adults and youths to five categories of warnings, toxic ingredients, health effects, cognitive development, addiction, and unknown risk. Researchers found that adults and youth had a danger control response, indicating one is more likely to avoid the behavior to all categories except addiction. However, youth were more skeptical of the harms of e-cigarettes and display fear control, indicating one is less likely to avoid the behavior. A new article in Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Trends and Characteristics of Prescription Opioid-Related Poisonings Among Older Adults in the United States. Overall, the authors found a decrease in the number of opioid poisonings, but while there was a decreasing proportion among those aged 60 to 69, opioid poisonings increased among those aged 70 to 79. The authors note that buprenorphine for opioid use disorder should continue, but careful monitoring may be indicated in the older population. The next article in JAMA Pediatrics is titled Characteristics Associated with Cannabis Use Initiation by Late Childhood and Early Adolescence in the Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development Study. The biggest risk identified with early cannabis initiation was prenatal cannabis exposure independent of use of other substances. In addition, depressed mood in pre-adolescence or those aged 9 to 11 years was associated with future adolescent cannabis use. Our next article, titled E-Cigarette Unit Sales by Product and Flavor Type in Top-Selling Brands, 
United States 2020 to 2022, is in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. The CDC report found that total e-cigarette sales increased by 47%, with sales of pre-filled cartridges decreasing from 75 to 48%. Sales of disposable e-cigarettes increased from 25 to 52%. In January of 2020, the FDA announced the intent to restrict sales of flavored e-cigarettes due to their appeal to youth. Our final article, titled No Time to Lose, The Current State of Research in Rapid-Acting Psychotherapeutics, is in neuropsychopharmacology. This article reviews recent research on a variety of promising rapid-action treatments. Among them are psychedelics, immunotherapy with vaccines, deep brain stimulation, and brain neuropeptides. Many questions remain about mechanism of action and how long the therapeutic effects last. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and acm.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. 